You're listening to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and today we have a special guest on. Her name is Heidi Schock, and she is a business strategy and leadership coach, an author, and a speaker and host of the Be She Podcast. She's standing for Be Seen, Be Heard, and Be Empowered. She's the contributing author in Heart Talks Volume 1 and has been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, and the Daily Herald. Heidi spent the past five years helping women achieve their goals and building online businesses they love. She learned along her journey that it's not easy to build a business from scratch, but it can be simple and fun. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, Heidi. Welcome to the Soul Online Self-Care Podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Hi, Tina. Oh, I'm so excited and thrilled for this conversation and can't wait to dive in with you. Okay. To get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. I am a business strategy coach. I help women create six-figure businesses within six months. And I, I'm also a single mom. I have two kids. One is 12, going to be 13 at the end of November. And my daughter, that's my son. And my daughter is 14 going on 33. Ooh, you're in the thick of it. <laughs> I'm in the thick of it. For sure. We went dress shopping last night for, for homecoming, which is tomorrow. And that was our second bout after 30. I think it was after 39 dresses. She finally smiled. So oh my yes, God, that sounds like a movie tomorrow. title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Well, one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the podcast is because you have a great story about how you embraced self-care in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you could share your story with me from the beginning, I would, I would love it. Absolutely. And thank you for giving me this opportunity and this time with you. I really, I'm really grateful for it. So my journey started about as far as going into my business um, and self-care because as a, I was before my business started, I was a stay-at-home mom. And then five and a half years ago, I found myself at the almost six years ago mediation table. I was moving through a divorce. And over the time that I had been married, we had ups and downs financially. But my role was basically to be the stay-at-home mom, take care of the, the kids. I was heavily involved in school and I was go, go, go to the point where I was a perfectionist. I am now, I now declare myself a recovering perfectionist because I, it's, a, I work at every day at not trying to hold myself back from being perfect. Yes. So, so much so that it was overlying into like the children's events, like birthday parties. I was up till maybe 4am waking up at 6am. And then just that, that was the, that was our life. And it, so when I found myself getting, going through a divorce, I now it was going from a stay at home mom to meeting to because becoming a single mom and having to figure out how to take care of me and my children. And while I was married, my husband was making anywhere between six figures and seven figures. But when we moved through the divorce, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. So I needed to figure out what I was going to do in order to make that happen because my, I had a big why, and I always talk into a why that makes us cry. 
And that was staying home with my children, really trying to not change their life in a dramatic way because there was already changes between him and I not being together. So I really wanted to be able to be home with them and have that flexibility of being able to get them if they were calling me sick from school or needing to move to activities. So I ended up working two jobs while building my business. And I found coaching online and I thought it would be super easy. And hello, it's not. <laughs> That's a whole other story. That's always the case. another story. Mm -hmm. But while I was navigating, doing, juggling all the things and trying to be here with my kids, I realized that I was running the rat race. I was on the hamster wheel every single day, starting the, taking the kids to school, going to the job, picking them up from school, doing the activities, working the second job at night, and then doing my business at the, at the end of the night. It's getting maybe four or five hours of sleep at night. For me, that doesn't work. Some, for some people, it does. For me, that doesn't work. And my children, I realized were, I was trying so much to give them so, so hard to give them so much. I was giving them so much less because they were getting the worst parts of me. When they got me, they were getting them the exhausted version of me. So that's when I really realized that I needed to let things go in order to protect myself and my children and create the family that I really got to create. So creating my vision, really getting clear on my vision was the first step in my self-care process. Yeah. I, sense. I think, um, yeah, you and I are soul friends. Like, like you even use the same words, the hamster wheel, like, yeah. Yeah. And I experienced this pretty much the same exact thing as you. Um, the one thing I want to point out that you said that I think is so important for uh, women to hear is my kids were getting to the worst part of me. So like, I always say self-care is not selfish. And one of the reasons that is, is because when you take care of yourself first and you care for yourself at that deep level, then you get to put the best version of yourself into the world. And then your kids get to experience that your partner, if you have one, your business, everything. And so I think that's a very, um, I just want to point out what you said and how quickly you realize that. Uh, I think that's beautiful. So, Thank so you. how did you move through that? It was a journey and it's still a work in progress because I am type A. I'm a go goer. I have big dreams and visions for my business and for my family and what I want to create for my kids. I also want to be a really strong role model for them. I have a daughter and I have a son and I want them both to know the world has changed, Tina, since we were growing up, right? Yeah. Uh, like they kids don't necessarily need to go to college these days. I want them to go for the experience, but mm -hmm. it gets to be their choice. And there's so many more opportunities. And I want, I know for when I started my business, some of my family were like, why don't you just go back to school? If you want to be a coach, then go, go get a degree for us to be a psychologist or something like that. And I was like, no, that's not really, that's not my vision. Mm -hmm. And in, in being an entrepreneur, our minds work differently than other people's minds. And there's nothing wrong with either one. Um, it's just a matter of, I want my children to, to dream big and to go after whatever they want to, and me to be supportive and know, them to know that I'm supportive of them. Um, and you mentioned something of, you, you, when you touched on, you know, really knowing, um, what was it that you just shared? I, I, I'm trying to go back to it because I have so much in my mind when right now. When you take care of yourself at that yes. deep level, you get to put that best version. Yes. And I hear so many people say, fill your cup up. It's important that we fill our cup up first. I'm a believer in not filling our cup. And that sounds kind of strange. It's, I'm, people are going to be like, what? I'm a believer in overflowing your cup because filling your cup means it's going to empty again. That doesn't work. That's the hamster wheel because mm -hmm. we'll take a moment to fill our cup. And many people think, oh, I'm going to go get 
you know, I'm going to go get a facial or I'm going to go do that. And that's my self-care. It's deeper than that. It goes so much deeper than that. And to overflow your cup means that you're doing other things beyond that. I'm not saying go, don't go do that. We all love to feel pretty in our own way and whatever makes us feel that way, especially as women. But really like me, for me, it's gratitude. It's really doing a, a practice of gratitude. And I do my gratitude in a different way. Um, but those are some of the things that I want my kids to, to learn that too, because I heard about that for, from a, for a really long time and I thought it was woo woo. And I thought it was BS to be honest with you. And I'm like, that doesn't work. And it takes five minutes a day and I'm, I'll be totally transparent. I don't do it every day because we're moms, right? As you know, like moms, women, we have like, we juggle a lot of hats. And sometimes I do let that fall to the back burner, but I work every day at making sure that I'm making myself a priority. And that has transformed my life with my, my life with my children. And it has transformed my business too. I was a workaholic and I thought that the more I put time I put into my business, the more, the faster it would grow. And it was completely the opposite. It grows faster when I spend less time in it. I have four and a half hours of a day to work. Um, and my clients know that my partner, business partner knows that my, and because I, my kids are now in two different schools. They start at two different times. Literally my day starts at 10 AM for work. It ends at two 30. That's my day. If I need more to do at night, I will work that in, but I give myself grace and don't get hard on myself because that's the time that I have. And I, that was a big learning lesson for me when I was navigating through this process is forgiving myself, releasing the guilt Mm -hmm. and navigating through how learning how to give myself grace. Yes, absolutely. So I love the point that you made with overflowing your cup because you're exactly right. You can't have that, um, that time period of super duper self-care and then drain yourself out to the point of uh, overwhelm and burnout and then do the self-care. It's a continuous process. It's a lifestyle shift. And Mm -hmm. I think understanding that is really, really important. It's, it's, it's something that you have to continuously do. And you talking about the gratitude practice is very interesting. Um, If you could share, you said you do it differently. If you could share what you do, that's differently. Absolutely. So I have a journal and I wish I had it with me. It's in actually, I did it this morning. I sat down at the kitchen table for five minutes and I, I did it. And I write, I, when I do open my journal, I don't have any expectations. I write until it, until I don't have anything left. So today, some days it could be three things because mm-hmm. it's a rougher morning or just, I'm just not feeling it. And some days it's two pages and it just flows. What, what I do, regardless of how many piece, write lines of gratitude I write, I write my current gratitude. It always starts with my children. That's the number one. So I always have at least one or two or three things. Always starts with my children um, because that without them, I wouldn't be where I am now because everything we have and everything I've grown in my business is because of them, because my why is them. Um, yeah. And that drives me every day. So that I started with that, but my gratitude starts what I'm currently grateful for. It's my children, the, the sun shining, my bed that I, my good night's sleep, you know, the money in my bank account. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I move into my future gratitude. I'm grateful for the money that's continuously flowing into my bank account. I'm grateful for the love of my waking up to next to the love of my life every day because I'm, I'm not married again yet, or I don't have that maybe, you know, I'm not sure positive. I don't have that 
forever partner right now. So yeah. that's something that I want and I'm mm -hmm. moving toward and I get to call that in. My mind doesn't know the difference, right? That's so right. whatever you want, I'm grateful for the new roof over on, on my, on my home. And this is something that actually came true. I had no idea how I was going to get a new roof. I was grateful for the roof as it already happened. And it may sound like a, a small thing, but being a single mom, putting out a big chunk of money, it's scary. And I was, you know, starting to go and I needed to get it done in a quick amount of time. I put that in my journal and guess what? I have a brand new roof on my, on my home. The people awesome. came into my life. The, the door started opening because I was grateful for, even though I didn't have it, I was grateful for something in the future, but I was grateful for it as I already had it. And that's key because our subconscious doesn't know the difference, the mm -hmm. universe, God, whatever you believe in. And I'm not here to tell people what to, how they, what they believe in. Everybody's different. Whatever you believe in those doors open, you get support shows up unexpectedly in miraculous ways. And I promise you, if you do this, you're going to have miracles happen. Even if you're like, I don't even know how that's going to happen. I promise you the windows and the doors will start opening for you. So that's the gratitude that I do. And then I also, after I'm done with that in my journal, I just started doing this a month or two ago. I do my affirmations. I do my, uh -huh. my, I am statements and yeah. I always end my gratitude and I end my, I am statements with thank you. Thank you. Because yeah. that's again, you're, we're, we're thankful in advance. Um, one other thing I always say is everything is happening for me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I like that. That's beautiful. I love the, the future gratitude. I think that's, I think that's absolutely uh, beautiful. I'm going to try that. I haven't done that yet. I do like a nighttime one. I do like the current stuff like you. And then I do a nighttime one where I'm like, what was I grateful for today? Like one small thing that I'm grateful for. It's really mm -hmm. nice way to end your day, but beautiful I way. love that. I love the future gratitude. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Something you said earlier, you talked about forgiveness and releasing guilt for yourself. If you could talk more on that, because I think so many women have so much guilt because we are kind of like programmed in society to do everything for everyone and put everybody else first before ourselves. It's like, it's a programming that we have to almost like shift out of. And there's a lot of guilt when women start to do this, when they start to put themselves first. So uh, talk about that practice. I think that's really important. Well, that came with me learning that if I'm not selfish, meaning and selfish means selfless, I think, because in order to be, we, we need to take care of ourselves first because otherwise we will be running that hamster wheel. We yes. will be, um, be overwhelmed. We will be hitting burnout. And I did all of that. And so whenever I'm feeling like, you know what, am I putting myself first too much? I always go back to my vision. What's my vision for myself and my family. And being leaning into it in that way, it's I'm not actually being selfish. And I'm I, I get to release the guilt because I'm really this is for me and my kids. Mm -hmm. And I want I am the role model for them. And what do I want for my kids? Do I want them always on the hamster wheel for the rest of their life? Do I want them hitting burnout and overwhelm? No. So I get to prioritize myself in order to show them that it's okay to prioritize them. Um, because we're the role models for our children. And yes, we do tend to wear a lot of hats and we, and as women, we, we do a lot of things, but I think it's really important that we know that, and, and even if I do make mistake, I'm very open with my kids. I'll talk to them and say, listen, I maybe didn't handle that with you properly. I, I got a little snippy, you know, or whatever, 
but this is, this is why, you know, because we're all human. So that's how I learned to give myself grace is opening those doors to communication. Um, I learned to forgive myself by just being taking responsibility. And that's something I learned in leadership when I went through a leadership program. And that I think shifted everything, learning responsibility and going like, you know what, I'm the creator of everything in my life. So if something's showing up that I don't want in my life, how did I create that? How am I showing up? And that's how I learned to take responsibility and go, nope, everything starts with me. And if I want to create something, then it starts here. I don't get to lay the blame game. I take responsibility. And in doing that, I also understand I'm human and I get to make mistakes, but every mistake I make isn't really a mistake. It's a learning lesson that gets me to my next, my next spot, my next cut, because I'm always looking to level up. So that's how I learned that everything's happening for me. And once I really embrace that, I learned how I learned forgiveness. I'm like, no, I, I don't, I, I didn't do anything wrong. Everything's happening for me. And there's a reason for this. I may not know what the reason is now, but looking mm-hmm. back at some point, when I look back, I'm going to be like, aha, mm-hmm. I know that everything is working out perfect for me. And that was a huge, that's what got me through, you know, not releasing the guilt. Cause I got to, I got to say, I get to say to myself, whenever something shows up and the guilt shows up and goes, I should have done that differently. Or I get hard on myself and self-talk that negative self-talk kicks in. I'm like, no, there's a reason for this. I don't know it now, but yeah. I'm going to know it sometime soon in the future. And I look forward to realizing what that is. Absolutely. I, I always share, that's like one of the, um, I just did a masterclass actually of the three mindset shifts that you need in order to get unstuck and move forward. And that's one of them shifting from like, almost like that victim mindset into why is this happening for me, not to me, right? Mm -hmm. And asking yourself the questions, what am I supposed to learn? How am I supposed to expand? Am I supposed to show up differently? Am I, am I being redirected? Am I supposed to take a different direction? And, and it's always, it's always a learning opportunity, almost always. And if you don't know the why, it doesn't matter. It'll come up later in hindsight. And one of the ways I teach people that is like, I'm I'm like, look at a difficult situation that you handled in the past and look how it turned out. Can you, can you see how it happened for you now that it's, you know, past and you're through it and you're not in the thick of it. And you can usually see the good that came out of it. And so just knowing that uh, makes it easier to move forward. And I think that um, I always used to say boundaries are like the foundation of self-care, but I think like the responsibility part that you just said, taking responsibility a hundred percent for your own experience is mm-hmm. absolutely huge. You have to be able to step into that first. So I'm like thinking about it right now, as you were talking, I'm like, is our boundaries like the foundation or is it really that first little step of just taking that responsibility. It, 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 it's a small step. It seems simple, but it's not always simple. And I would say when I was coming out of like that victim mindset after being in like a, like a very like mentally abusive marriage for many years, um, getting out of that victim mindset for me was, it took me actually years to get out of that. It took me a long time to step out of that. And um, tell me a little bit more about how that helps you in your your business. Like as a, like you said, you work you work in a couple hours a day. How do you release from that? That's I think that would be a good question for people. It's not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you said, I'm 
I'm a type A. I like to, I, I have a big vision. I have big goals for my business and I'm always looking to go to the next cut and the next level, um, as scary as it is. And we talked about that a little bit before we, we, you know, we hit record, but, um, I want to talk into some of the things in that I love this question because a lot of the mindset things I work with with my clients, this is one that I did recently. And I, and this is part of self-care mm-hmm. and it's not getting your nails done or getting the facials or getting your hair done, but it's really about the responsibility piece is huge. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's like, once I learned that it's like, okay, I get to step out of why is life ha- like, I'm not, I'm not a participant in mm-hmm. my life. I'm in charge of my life. We reg- we only regret the things that we didn't do. We never regret the things that we did do. So when I l- realized that and I'm like, okay, what is it that I want? And it took me a while to learn that. And for many women, that's a hard question. When you ask somebody, what do you want? Guess what they say? They tell you what they don't want. Well, that's not my question. So that's one thing that I bring into my coaching and into my businesses. And I, and I get to reflect on that every now and then too. I do check-ins. What do I want? And sometimes I don't know the answer because I'm in that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, now you're in the hamster wheel. You're not in responsibility. You're in victim. How do we shift out of that quickly? Um, Another thing is verbiage. How am I talking to myself? And I talk to my clients about this. When I first start working with clients, you know what most of them are saying? I have to, I need to. Yeah. And and right away, I'm like, get those words out of your vocabulary. Anytime you say them, I'm just going to let you know right now. I am not going to let that slide. I'm a shaky with love kind of coach. And this is what I'm bringing to you because it all starts here. Everything's for those of you listening It all. I'm pointing my head. It all starts in our mind and that's our mindset. And we get to make mind shifts and it starts with how we're talking to ourselves. We talk worse to ourselves than we'll ever talk to anyone else. And we should be our own best friends. I know everybody has their best friend, whether it's your partner or a friend that you've grown up with. But at the end of the day, we're our first best friend. So how are you talking to others? You should be talking to yourself better then you're actually speaking to others. And one of the ver- the shifts I have my clients do is take out the have to and the need to and replace it with I get to. And I always use this example. I have to do laundry. Mm-hmm. I can't stand doing laundry, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, you. But when, yeah. I, when I'm like, I have to do laundry, like, do you hear my voice? And you can see me, you see my energy. When I say I get to do laundry, like it's just a natural perk up. Like yeah. the shift from I get to, I have to, or I need to, to I get to, it's like, I have to make my bed. I get to make my bed. Like, it sounds like I get to do a little jig or a little dance while I'm doing it. Like, let's throw on music and have a party while we're doing this. It's a complete shift in energy. It's a complete shift in your brain. Um, and so that's what I, t- I talk to my clients into. Everything is a get to, even working in your business, even mm-hmm. doing homework with your kids. Everything is a get to versus a have to or need to. Because when we're, we have to do something or need to do something, we are in scarcity. When mm-hmm. we get to do something, we are in abundance. And again, our subconscious, the universe, God doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference. It's it already knows you're, you're already hitting that high vibe where now abundance starts to be able to show up for you. Those doors get to open, those windows get to open, everything gets to open and show up for you. Um, another thing I've had my clients start doing, and it was amazing because I had this woman, she said, I need to, I have to, and everything was so heavy. The My other clients were feeling it with her. They're like, Oh, it's like so draining, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we're working on that. So now I said, go ahead and put your sticky notes all over your house, like all over. I get to, I'm grateful for, 
And anytime you see that sticky refrigerator, bathroom mirror, I don't know, door in your office, um, TV, put it everywhere, right? On yeah. your on your end tables, on on your cabinet doors in your kitchen. I get to, I have to, and you, I'm sorry, I get to, and I'm grateful for. And you answer those questions every time you see the sticky. She took a picture. She had them everywhere. Tina, yeah. can I tell you the next time she showed up for our group coaching call, she was a different different woman. That's she amazing. Was lighter. She was brighter. She was smiling. She was giggling. She, she, her posture changed, and I'm like. Um, I, I, and she sent me a picture the week before. Cause she was like, I'll do that third. I'm like, what are you doing when you hang up off of this call? She goes, I'm doing this, this, and then I'll do the, the stickies. I said, no, those stickies get to move up to number one, not number three. This is priority. I know it doesn't sound like it's your tat, like it's going to get you further in your business, but I promise you. So she did it and she's a whole new person. She generated $3,000 in a week and everything has shifted just from the get, I get to, I'm grateful for. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how, how much power their words have. And yeah, another one is I should, and I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try. Yeah. (laughs) So those are some of the try part. The try one for me was a big one. I used to say that a lot and I still do like, it's still like a um, progress. And I have to laugh about the sticky note thing because I'm a sticky note person too. And I have to ask you, did you see the movie, How Do You Know? It's with um, Paul Rudd. And I'm trying to remember the blonde. She's a blonde actress. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. But Holly? Anyway, Helen Hunt? No, no, no. It's a younger. I know she did a movie with him. A no? younger one. A younger one. Okay. She plays like a, a a professional softball player. And Paul Rudd is kind of like the love interest. Jack Nicholson is in it too. But anyway, in the movie, the, the character that she plays she has sticky notes all over her bathroom mirror with all different like affirmations and sayings. And that's when I started doing that. I started doing it on my mirror and, you know, reading about mirror work and stuff like that. Um, But I also want to add that it's, it's actually scientifically proven. You keep, you keep bringing up the um, you keep saying your, you know, your brain doesn't know the difference. And that is like scientifically proven. And there's people that use this like, athletes they use it they visualize themselves winning and these are things that people actually do they they also learn that you could actually build muscle by visualizing yourself working out as opposed to actually working out and so yeah and so it's it's actually scientifically proving it's not just some like woo-woo thing I love woo-woo. I love everything woo-woo. I love woo-woo now too. There was a time where it was like, I was very in my head. Me too. Not in my heart and I'm empathic and I fought that too. And now Mm -hmm. I just embrace it. I'm like, why am I fighting who I am? Because at the end of the day, those are the clients that I want to work with. I want to work with people that have similar values as me and in core beliefs and the, are like, or embrace my woo-woo and all the things that are with are me. And I used to hide some of that stuff. And that's what I tell my clients too. I'm like, don't hide the quirks about you because that's what makes people love you. Because there's yeah. other people that are just as quirky as you out there and they feel alone because that's how I felt. I felt alone. And you're not, you're not alone. And the more we embrace it and the more we share it and we're vulnerable. And that was another thing I had to learn. And that was a lot of self-care that I deep dive self-care I had to do around just trusting that the vulnerability that I shared was going to land and that I get to repel the people that are not my people. And I get to draw in my tribe and the people that I really resonate with and who I want to surround myself with. 
Yeah, that's that's so true. And I think when people start stepping into that and seeing the shifts that start coming into their lives, once they start stepping into the the true self, like that true authentic version of themselves, the one that they hide from everybody because they're afraid they're going to be judged. I always tell my clients, I'm like, you know, you'd be pleasantly surprised. Like when you open up to even like your closest friend or maybe even a family member, they might have the same exact thing inside of them. You know, so because there's always like this fear, I'm going to lose this person. I'm going to lose, they're going to judge me or they're, they're going to, I'm like, you might be pleasantly surprised. They might be right at the same level as you and doing the same exact thing you're doing. And, right. and because a lot of times that's what happens, but it's true. Like once you start showing up as yourself and like presenting yourself authentically, the right people are drawn into your life and the other people, they just kind of fade away. It's not like some big dramatic outcome. No, it's not at all. Yeah. It's just something that's like a slow shift. And then before you know it, you're like, wow, like this is, this is basically like pure happiness, having all this aligned uh, people in my life, you know, all my relationships are aligned, my business is aligned and it feels really good. Um, Another question I have is, so um, how long, how long have you been doing this type of work? And how often does it come up with, is it as far as, um, I don't know how to word this, how, how much maintenance do you have to do? I don't know if that's the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I want people to realize that it's like a practice that continues kind of like working out and that it's not like something you just do and then automatically your life shifts. So how much would you say these things pop up and how much easier has it gotten over time for you? With the self-care? Yes. Okay. Um, well, for me, it's, I tested the self-care gratitude thing. The gratitude piece was like a test because I remember I shared on that was woo-woo, yeah. blah, blah. So I did it in a challenge that I was in and I put something down that I, my future gratitude that I was grateful for as it currently happened. And I didn't believe it would happen. So I went into it even like not believing this is how powerful this practice is. And I'm yeah. not saying this is going to happen like this and as miraculously for anyone else, but I promise you that if you consistently do it and consistency is different for everybody. And I'll talk into that in a second is that I did it and I, I released it. I let it go. I did not continue my gratitude for four months, four months to the day that I had written that future gratitude that I never thought was possible or would happen, happened, showed up and was complete. And I was, my mouth dropped. I had to go back and look at, cause I was, I had an accountability partner and her and I would check in and I'm like, we, I did this, wrote this, um, I know months and months ago, but I don't know how long ago. And I looked back, it was four months to the day. That was the key sign to me that this, I get to continue this and I get to continue this on a much more consistent basis. So I promise you, I hope that story, I hope you don't do the same thing I did. How much more could I have created? Right. I kept doing it. That's the lesson I learned. So don't do what I do did take this lesson that I had to move through and learn in a slower pace and amplify that for you and do it consistently. That being said, I have my journal. I shoot to do it every day. I don't think I've done it now. I did it today. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've done it in a week and a half to two weeks, Mm -hmm. but I sat down this morning and I got, I realized like when you're doing it every day, your energy builds upon itself. So mm-hmm. you can go more days with that energy because you you put in the work, right? So first, for example, if you work out and then you yes. take two, you consistently and you t- take a two-week vacation, it's not going to affect you as much as someone that hasn't worked out consistently and now they take a two-week vacation and they go off the wagon, 
right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you do your gratitude, it's the same type of experience and progression. The more you do it and consistent you are, if some life happens and you don't do it, your vibe is still high. Your energy is still high. Things are showing up. However, you will start noticing the side effects of not doing it, which is what started. Like I started seeing my energy was fading. I was getting tired more. I was taking naps and naps are self-care. Like if I need a nap, I'll tell the kids, Hey, I picked them up from school. It's around 4.30. I'm dipping right now. I'm going to go take 15 minutes and, and do a power nap. And then we'll hit the homework and we'll start dinner, that type of thing. Um, so that that do what you get to do in order to take care of yourself and know that your body is telling you things. Also, your energy is telling you things. So I dived into the self-care uh, or the gratitude. I got to say, nope, I make it to make prioritize myself. I get to prioritize my gratitude. And I did it. And this day has been amazing. And I know more things are going to come. That being said, I now get to check in with myself and go, okay, that wasn't working that I took off this week and a half. I get to now make sure that I'm doing that. For me, structure is another thing that's self-care for me. Everything goes on my calendar because I, I'm a very promoter type of personality. It means I'm a rah rah which means I'm not as trustworthy as some other personality types. And I admit that. I know that about myself. I will tell people I'm going to do something and guess what? My promoter kicks in, shiny object kicks in, and I will veer off and not, not follow through. So mm -hmm. I know that about myself. I've learned that in leadership. And now I make sure that if I say something to someone, my word is my, is my word is everything to me. So yeah. I don't want to be that person that people can't trust. Yeah. So I, everything goes on my calendar. Everything goes on my calendar so that I know I could do it. My team knows if you want something done, it goes on my calendar. Cause if you ask me something in a meeting, I'm probably not going to do it going forward. So knowing who you are is another piece of self-care and Absolutely. giving yourself grace for that. Cause I, somebody else that's super organized and go, well, I'm a horrible person because I'm a promoter type of personality and, you know, people can't trust me. No, they can. I just get to work harder at staying organized than someone else. And someone else that is very organized gets to look at me and go, I wish I could be more like her. And yeah. now I get to implement these things. So those are some pieces of self-care too. I don't know if that answers your question. I hope so. No, I mean- even if it didn't, it went into a perfect direction. Like, <laughs> so I, you know, I agree with that. And I think it's a, that was a very important point that you made about knowing who you are and taking care of yourself in that way, instead of being hard on yourself and comparing, I hate it when I always say comparison is the killer of all dreams, right? Because mm -hmm. there okay. is no comparison. Every person is so unique and so different. And even if you had very similar circumstances to another person, there's all these nuances that you don't know about. So comparing yourself to another person is absolutely ridiculous if you look at it from that frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And so really embracing who you are. There was a time period, this was ages ago, where I wouldn't finish things, right? And I realized when I was a kid, I was never like I would sign up for things and my parents never forced me to finish things. And as soon as I would get nervous or scared, like I would just quit and they allowed me to do that. And so that like, that kind of like translated more into my, my adult life. And I realized I don't finish things. And so I actually just forced myself to start finishing things. And then also made a, made it a point to, decide to be very careful about what I commit myself to. So I want to finish this, asking myself the questions I need to ask to make sure I want to commit myself to something I'm going to do. And 
I'm now a person who finishes everything no matter what. Like, and I, and I don't even try anymore. Like once I realized that that's how I was, I put into practice the things needed to support myself in that area, just knowing that about myself. So instead of coming down hard on yourself and comparing yourself, supporting yourself with the support that you need is the only way to go really. So I love that you said that it was so important. Um, I would like to end on that note, I think. And But if you could just share how people could uh, get in contact with you and work with you. Thank you. Uh, this has been such, I just have to say thank you, Tina, before I go into that, because I think this has been such a powerful conversation and there's so much more di- deep dives we could go into. Um, so just for you listening, like this podcast is really incredible. I'm on a lot of podcasts and I just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing because as women, many, most of us put self-care in the background and it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's actually um, imperative. It's imperative yes. that you take care of yourself. So uh, thank you just for all you're doing in the world and helping people navigate and learn that self-care is really important and should be put as a priority above everything else. Because even our children, as women, we put our children or everyone else in front of us. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of them. And I know it sounds counterintuitive because it's like that whole cliche, oh, you need to love yourself first before others can love you. That Mm -hmm. is so true as well. But self-care is a really important piece in doing the deeper dive. And I love that you talk about the deeper dive of self-care too. Um, So thank you. So people can find me at my website. It's my name, HeidiShock.com. I'm also on Instagram, HeidiShockCoaching. I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Friend me. I would love to be connect with you. DM me. I do answer my own DMs. It's me in there, not my team. I have a team, but they're not in my DMs. Um, I also have a Facebook group called Female Leaders and Entrepreneurs, where I have a, it's free group. So I do give weekly trainings on how to build your business and create the business that you love with balance and that fits into your life. When I started my my life fit into my business, that didn't work. My business gets to fit into my life. Another piece of self-care, talking about that real quick, if you don't mind, Tina, is sure. really um prioritizing like everything fitting into your life the way you want it to fit. Right. Because like that, when I started my business, that was a rabbit hole I went into. It's like everything was around my business and that didn't help me grow. So, um, so that's a free group you can jump into if you'd like, I'm on TikTok. I'm just getting started there. Honestly, I'm, I'm a believer in you start platforms one at a time until you get really good at one and then you can start the next one. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast called Be She, Be Seen, Be Heard, Be Empowered. I'm so excited about it. It's you can you can uh, check that out at bshepodcast.com. Yes, that's wonderful. We'll get all those links and we'll put them in the show notes so that people can check everything out. Yeah. I want to thank you again for being on the show and thank you for that wonderful compliment that makes me feel so good and it is very important work and it's basically my mission is to like let women know that it's okay to put themselves first and it's not selfish. It's almost like this big, huge shift that we need to make, um, with mostly with women, men too, sometimes, but mostly with women. So thanks again for being on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.